0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.
1: Welcome to the btosports.com racerx Podcast presented by Thor MX, our friends at Thor MX, the gear of choice, for Tyler Rattray, among others, of the Monster Pro Circuit Team. This is the Salt Lake City wrap-up. And uh, this is Sunday evening, and we're getting this to you early. Um, because Oh, by the way, I'm Steve Mathis. We're getting this to you early because my boss, Jason Wygant, demanded it so.
2: Hey, this is title time, man. Winning time.
1: This is this is late on the East Coast, and you're still. On board. I like it.
2: Well, I was accused by you two gentlemen of not wanting it bad enough by not going to Seattle. So um, now I'm now. Oh. You, t- you you doubted me. Yeah. Everyone always doubts me. I've proved the doubters wrong. Yeah.
1: Uh, you, everyone was a hater. Everyone was yeah, a hater. Yeah, you guys are yeah. haters.
2: Yeah. I'm um, Tommy Han. Everyone says I can't handle med school. I'm going to show them what's up eight years from now when I get a degree. <laughs> I'm going to show them what's
1: up. And uh, also on the line is uh, the host of the BTO Sports KTM VIP program. And someone who's not afraid to talk about PEDs in the sport. None other than the Jason Thomas. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I mean, it's just, it, we just got into a big argument on Saturday with uh, your team manager, and he was getting a little ups- upset about it. And you just kept saying, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I was saying that. Well, you were like saying, like basically saying he was wrong, but without saying he was wrong.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, were like, were I don't gonna, know. Tell your boss he's a moron. No, <laughs> obviously not. Were, were I think, I think, happened? really, his his argument was whether it's going on or not. Which I think most people agree that it is. Um, nothing's going to be done about it anyway. To the, to the even in baseball and football, guys are still getting around it. So I I don't think he believes that. However, we enforce it, it's going to be to the level where people aren't going to be able to around, still get around it. So, all you're going to do is just create a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's walk in on a young child getting diddled by an uncle, and let's just close that door. Let's silently close that door and walk away. Let's not say anything. Just close yeah, I don't the,
0: think it's really the same thing. Close
1: the door and walk away. We don't want to know what we just saw or what we know is happening. It's kind of the same thing.
0: I don't want to compare... Athletes bettering themselves or, or performing better on yeah. PEDs to them getting molested, child molestation. I'm just saying – I don't, don't want to go there. We, we can speak up as a society. We can speak up, all of us. Yeah, I right. don't think that we don't speak up. There's testing in place. I just don't think it's anywhere where it needs to be.
1: I just loved your attitude, JT, when he was trying to argue with me that an IV isn't that helpful. And you, he looked at you and said, JT, and you went, I don't know. It's no, pretty, I said
0: absolutely no, it was. I was actually. No, no. that's not true. I said it was to the I, death of me.
1: I know, but you weren't very sort of calm about it. It was, it was funny.
0: Well, I didn't want to kick right. my bike over or anything. Right. But, yeah, I, I mean, it definitely. If if anybody thinks that IV doesn't help you in a national, they're drunk.
1: I can think of one person that doesn't.
0: Uh,
1: Am <laughs> I <laughs> <you laughs> you know, my boss? Yeah.
0: Well, he never raced a national, so. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's a different perspective. I mean he, he knows know. that the stuff goes on. Well yeah, but I, I mean he doesn't want to damage the sport. That's all it comes down to. Right, right, right. Not to damage and, the
1: Okay, sport. that is a point of view. Absolutely. That is a it's not a crazy point of view. It's one hundred percent not one that I believe in. But I can right. I can respect it, I can see it, I think it's crazy, but uh, hey, I do understand. It? I, mean, it
0: I mean, it's the know. person who makes his living from the sport growing? and sponsors coming in and wanting to be involved. So he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to take a chance on that going away, obviously. Yeah. All, all it comes down to.
1: What do you think, Weege? Funny argument. we yeah, are, were having I, a good time I do want to
2: say we were all on the truck at the same time, and, um, yes, Forrest had his point, and, yes, JT had his view. But the one driving this thing was clearly you, Mathis. No one was more fired up than you. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was me and, and JT's four VIP people just laughing I just not how fired up. And then eventually Forrest just shook his head and walked away.
1: Uh, which I took as a victory for me, by the way.
2: Yeah, he walked away in like a whatever, man. This, I, yeah, I'm not even letting you get to me, but you had definitely. No, because. Our rates were up.
1: Because, uh, we. I don't think you know Forrest as well as JT and I. Uh, and JT knows him very well. That means he's going to start punching a wall.
2: Uh, no, he was yeah, going to yeah, take your head exactly. and put it through a parts cabinet.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, whatever. Yes, yeah, so yeah, violence. Right. Was... You were
0: going to find out how many clutches we had. In that cabinet without right. actually opening it.
1: Yes. Um, that is why he walked away. And, and, That's what I
2: mean. Yeah. He walked away in the, like, the, whatever, man, this isn't worth my time, but it actually was very much worth his time. He was super mad.
1: If there was a victory column, I would have one chink in my victory column. The
0: only thing you won is your safety.
1: <laughs> I just. Uh, he
0: was
2: mad.
1: I, I, think, I think as a sport, we need to look at it a little closer. We need to talk about it a little more. We need to try to do a better job than sticking our head in the sand. I'm not – it's absolutely very expensive. It's absolutely uh, – I don't know who's going to pay for it because I don't know who's in charge. I don't know if it's MX Sports or Feld or AMA or who would pay for this because, again, who's in charge. Uh, but I do think we need to look at it and talk about it and get some dialogue going. And it's great that the, there's a couple riders on a 24-hour uh, watch list during the season, and it's great that they do some random tests, although I think those have slowed down in the last couple years. But we can always do more. That's my point. That's all. That's it. So Yeah,
2: I do think the the problem, and this happens way beyond our sport. I think people do this in every walk of life. Sometimes there are really, really hard decisions where no matter what you do, it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard number to face to be like, man, if we do this, it's going to suck. If we don't do this, it's going to suck. But we've got to do something, and it's going to suck either way. Like that's <laughs> right, not, right. That's not fun to, like, go to sleep thinking about things like that. Yeah. So I think it's easier sometimes, and trust me, it's definitely not just Forrest. I've heard it from a lot of people in the industry. You come up with some strange thing to marginalize the whole thing. For example, in his case, you can say, hey, everybody's doing it so the playing field's level, so let's just not even deal with it because I don't know how to figure it out. It's just too hard. Yeah. You know, and I've heard a million things, like people will say that, well, look, baseball ruined themselves because, look, they don't even have guys going to the Hall of Fame right now. So see, that was dumb. They shouldn't have done testing and... It's just an easy way to not have to deal with a serious problem that there really isn't a good answer to.
1: And the the flip side to that is uh, the winner of the Nationals, whether it's Ryan Villapoto or Ryan Dungey or Ricky Carmichael back before that. uh, Lots of pit gossip, lots of pit talk. We've all heard it, all three of us. um, The winners are always, you know, what's going on? He's cheating. I know he's cheating. My uncle's cousin, uh, you know, injected his ass. Like, it's there. The winners are getting shortchanged.
0: I have a proposal. I think that you should spearhead this. Mm. But first, you should sign off Popemex and your RacerX gig to me, and mm. then I can take over once you take on the spearheading. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you and uh, TFS can hang out. <laughs>
1: right, right. Um, now, nah, I just, you know, we just got to – it's unfair to the winner. And, hey, look, not to be overly dramatic here, but – is it going to take someone dying?
0: I mean, that's, uh, that's overly dramatic.
1: You think?
2: Yeah. I think that was a straw that broke the forest back. <laughs> that was the last I point mean, you made when he finally look, was just like I'm
1: out. Look, here. we had we had a wild west of cycling where a lot of cycling guys were dying in the late 90s. Um and yes, pe- the coaches, the trainers, the dudes have figured it out more, more and more. Um but we there was, you know, there's been stuff going on. There's people have died and and we haven't had that in our sport. Knock on wood, and maybe we never will. But to not look at the high school high school football uh, deaths that we've had in the last that's half a dozen years, to not look at the uh, tour guys in the late '90s that had problems, it is ridiculous. So I don't think it's being overly dramatic, but whatever. I mean, maybe that'll happen. I hope, I hope to God not. But to just see it and put our head in the sand to me is silly. But uh, I. But that having said that. If I'm going to talk about it, uh, maybe I need to suggest a, a solution. And I can't. I have no idea. I don't know where the first thing to start. Clearly, I'm not a user of PEDs. Clearly. <laughs> so, who, who, who the, the number one question I would ask anybody, anyone in the sport, who's in charge? Who's in of charge of the, of the sport? Who's in charge of the sport?
2: Well, that is the, the, the first problem you get into with right. anything. It's not even the sport, like... When we talk about Major League Baseball, we talk about the League of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Supercross and motocross, for example, are not connected seriously in any way. Like, it's not, not. the Major League motocross. It's two completely different series, for starters.
1: But, I he, but he, he, he mean, he, like, okay, so I don't even like the stick and ball stuff necessarily, but uh, motor racing, also uh, NASCAR, IndyCar, they're all connect. They're all, you know. They're all they're they all a series. Connected. They're all owned by somebody, by a head guru, you know, a head, head guy in charge. Every motor racing series out there. Except for us.
2: But they are, but we are talking, see, when you say our sport, our sport basically comprises two series. When they say the sport of NASCAR, it's one series, the NASCAR yeah, yeah, yeah. series. Well, no, no, Indy no. is the Indy series. Here we're talking about Supercross. I'm Motorcross. just, uh, a Separate series, as one thing. I'm just clarifying. to answer that. Yeah, I'm just
1: clarifying, like, uh, um, a lot of times, apples to apples is motorsports. But we're still off from all motorsports. You know what I mean?
2: I know, but it's easy to say, why isn't one person in charge? Well, how could it be possible for one person to be? That would be like saying, why isn't one person in charge of the NBA and the NFL?
1: Not necessarily. Um, It's the same riders in both series. And there is a governing body that makes the rules that are at each each series of races, the AMA.
2: (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. Listen, I have several... Highlight moments
1: for the AMA. Well, the, yeah, I mean, no, I laugh too because we all laugh. JT, I mean, we, they can't do it. They're not capable of it. They've shown it time and time again. Um, but you could theoretically make a point that they're in charge, but there's no chance that either Davy Coombs or Todd Gendro do not get their way – there's no way, no one at the AMA is putting a fist down on the table and telling either one of those two guys what's going on in their series.
0: Uh, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they're there other than, you know, some, some rules and, I don't know, some flagging. Uh, although, JT, I mean, we saw Jake Weimer cut the track and you were fined. So maybe they're not even there for, yeah, he, for flagging. Yeah, Weimer
0: still owes me some money. <laughs> he does.
1: You need to go after him. Damn it. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Sorry, again. I guess I interrupt you, but there. But yeah, no one. I don't know who would. Who's in charge?
2: Yeah, there's no doubt that the sanctioning governing body, maybe is not as strong as it should be, <laughs> but uh, and perhaps because of that, that is why the two series are essentially, on the surface they appear to be very similar because you're seeing the same riders and teams. So it would very easy to be like, who's in charge of this? This both, but they're yeah. actually. Quite a bit different. And there, there is no, there is not a commissioner. There isn't a commissioner. No. You're right. There isn't a commissioner. And one other thing I want to throw in the PED deal, which I'm trying to be adamant about here is, yes, they do the most sophisticated testing in the world now for cycling, that biological passport deal, which apparently is huge dollars. But all the cycle trainers at the events have told me that part of those costs are defrayed with the absolutely retardedly high entry fees for those rates. So the athletes... Somewhat volunteered to say, hey, this is a lot of money. We will help defray the cost of that. And I only bring that up because it's easy, I think, for fans to say, the AMA just needs to spend the money and do it, or FEL does, or MX Sports does. Right. But it doesn't actually work that way in any other sport, so I don't. it's only fair to say if the organizer doesn't have to do in 100% of the cost in any other sport, they shouldn't have to do 100% of the cost here. What's the difference?
0: Yeah. I, don't think that, I don't think the writers willingly said, okay, yes, we'll, we'll pay for part of it. I definitely don't think that happened. I think the entry level, the entry fee, went up, and they said, "Okay, this is what you guys are paying, or your team's paying, and you don't have a choice."
2: Well, yeah, that's fine, but it still means that. I mean, I think.
0: Let's. I understand your point. The riders are paying for it. it. The teams are paying for it. I just don't think they said, "Yeah, yeah, we're we're willing to pay."
2: You know, I don't think that happened. I just right. Either way, because honestly, what would happen here? If you talk to any fan of the sport, they would say, "Here's what the promoter should do." they should pay for all of the PED testing on their own. They should not charge riders entry fees and they should double the purse. That's the solution that every family want, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double so you the just purse. Have to be Tri- and triple realize. the purse. Triple the purse.
2: Triple the purse. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, and it, these things just aren't realistic and they weren't realistic in cycling either where they're like, we're going to bring in this testing and you guys are going to have to pay for some of it cuz it's really expensive. Right. We can't just
1: You know what's crazy? It yeah. our pocket. You know what's crazy is like and and I don't have a great knowledge should I just end it there? Yes. I don't have great knowledge. That, that covers it. Right, right. Uh, I don't have a, a really great knowledge of uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, MotoGP, um, whatever else you want, if there's Formula Lights program, the Atlantic series, whatever. I don't have a great grasp on all those series, but I do follow them. I do read them a little bit. Our athletes, our top guys, are in the five to $10 million range, correct? Would we, would we all agree on that?
0: uh might be a little high now okay. but yeah, yeah 3 to 3 to 5
1: so our guys are as well paid as almost anybody out there NASCAR guys pretty good no, money they make absolutely good money um, I, you know obviously the top MotoGP guys are, are surpassing that but there's not too many guys that are are making more money than our top guys in motorsports
0: yes there are uh, okay please yes, they're please, making way more please explain those guys make way more money which guys, please? Uh, all of them.
1: You think IndyCar guys do?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Indy, I don't know that much about Indy. Okay. I'll, I'll exclude that one. MotoGP, way more. Uh, NASCAR, it's not even in the same conversation. Uh,
1: don't you I mean, think our talking, guys? Don't guys you guys th- in
0: twentieth place are making? Don't you millions. think
1: our guys would be in mid pack of the NASCAR guys?
0: Our leaders. Our leaders would be in the yeah mid mid pack. Okay. Well, yes. it's still not bad. I mean. I remember, yeah, it's not even the same conversation. It's really not. Um, okay,
1: well, I, I mean, okay, we can talk IndyCar. We can talk uh, Nationwide Series, if you like. I mean, those guys. I mean, my, my point being, we're a high enough profile sport. You know, our ratings are good. Um, it's probably, the Supercross title is probably the second, first or second most prestigious motorcycling title in the world with MotoGP.
0: Right? I would say second, yes. Okay. Behind MotoGP, right?
1: All right, I could say first, but whatever.
0: Um, no, MotoGP is is so much bigger than uh, Supercross. It's not even in the same realm.
1: I say blue, you say red. That's no, it works every. week. No, no, no. Week. It's it's how not works even close. Every week,
0: it's really not. Um, in in any category, ratings, purse, okay, prize well, money, payout, uh, earnings. Do, uh, do you fan, agree? Fan participation. Do you, anything? Okay. Nothing. All right. So,
1: is, is the United States of America bigger than Europe?
0: Put no, together. not a, not as a whole. Put, no, put together. Europe's Europe's uh, market is bigger than America's
2: for street motorcycles compared to dirt. For a period. Well, yeah,
0: just yeah, compared to street motorcycles. But no, no, uh, what just a, period. Market wise, you know, what I'm getting at versus America. What I'm big, getting Europe's at bigger.
1: is we're big enough. Our guys are big enough. Sport. I feel like we should be better run for this kind of stuff for Peds. For knowing who's in charge. You know, I think you can go to a MotoGP head guru. You can go to a NASCAR. You can go to an IndyCar guy. IndyCar just booted their guy. They got a new one. But um, um, almost any you knew series. who that guy was. What's that?
2: You knew who that guy was. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Right.
1: Um, right. And we don't have that. We yep. do not have that. And our guys are making millions. We're not some cheeseball sport. You know, like we're not some. No, I, I would agree you with
0: know, you on all that. Uh, for sure. Yeah,
1: we're right in, that, right in that thing. And. I would. I don't know how this we got on topic. We're seventeen minutes in, uh, but you know, um, there's just we can be better. We can be way better when you look at where our guys are at. I mean, they're worldwide known athletes: Ryan Villapoto, James Stewart, Chad Reed, Timmy Ferry. When he raced, um, you know, we. C- I'm
2: going to bring up one more thing that makes this even more complicated. Uh, we had a lot of laughs this weekend. Um, you ribbing Coy Gibbs about the Gibbs NASCAR team being penalized to an unbelievable level over one of the eight connecting rods in their engine being like two grams underweight or something like that. Yeah,
1: 2.6 grams or something, yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, something unbelievable. So uh, what makes it even doubly complicated here is you might not find it any other sport where if you really wanted to start getting crazy and say, we're going to level this playing field in every way, you would have to have the most sophisticated PED testing and the most sophisticated um, equipment testing. Yeah. You'd yeah. have to have the Tour de France's PED testing and NASCAR's um, equipment testing. And I mean, and it's very easy to point in other directions and be like, "Well, why are we going nuts on PEDs when yeah. does the production rule really get enforced by the AMA per race?" No, you know what I mean?
1: Right, and doesn't it just seem like we're so cheeseball that? Oh yeah, because we like, had
2: such la- la- the joke every time you brought up the Gibbs NASCAR thing, every. The dumbest people in the pitch were able to come up with the, huh, can you imagine that type of thing happening around here? No chance. Right, right. Every person knows this.
1: I know. It's, it's remarkable. It's, it's uh, You know, we're on speed live for three hours every Saturday night, just about, and million, a uh, million people are watching anyways, right? Do we have a million people watching it?
2: I'm we, sure at times, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we're just lost that way. We're just lost you know uh i don't I mean, I don't know it's frustrating sometimes, so yeah the p e d thing is so you know I mean, I guess we just- i don't know, I just don't think we should bury our heads in the sand, I just don't think we should do that. I think we should try to be better and and fix it and and can we at least get some i v checks going on i mean that's that's the simplest thing in the world, you know um but how do you even
0: enforce that
1: just random checks at a motorhome.
0: yeah, but you know, like go how in, do you even not that at- they could. They could be in the bathroom. Oh, I'm just pooping well, in here. Hey, just
1: come out. Come out now. They're pooping. Well, we'll wait here until you're done pooping.
0: Okay, so you know? You'll be waiting until the bag's done. Well,
1: whatever. Let's see your arm.
0: You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I'm just saying enforcement is, is going to be difficult.
1: Well, let's start. Let's try it, you know, and let's try enforcing the bikes. And
0: Yeah, uh, no, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying there's, there's things that are going to make it difficult. I'm not saying it's not something we should not work towards. But do you feel like anyone be, is
1: working towards anything?
0: It's gonna be it's just <laughs> gonna be easy to get around stuff. It's the same problem that Tour de France has. Tour de France is the most stringent um testing there is. You know, they've had the most problems, they're the most aggressive. I mean, Congress is involved, you know, in, in their stuff. Uh and the guys are still getting around it, you know. There was it took how long, you know, Lance finally had to just admit it. He didn't even get caught, you know, it's just I just, Enforcement is going to be tough.
1: I mean, you and you know, and to a point, and you know, it's reached message boards, it's reached fans. I get emails and tweets about it. I'm sure you two guys do. Um, you know, it's reached a point where the winners are always questioned because it's, you know, it's a hundred degrees out, and they're hammering their laps, and they're getting questioned, and it's not fair to those guys either. But we just keep on keeping on. We we see the uncle. And we close the door. <laughs> I'm running with that. Oh boy! I run with that. Yeah, I. We, you know. So, anyways, all right. Let's get to Salt Lake City. Let's do this. We're twenty minutes in. Uh,
0: all
1: right. Okay. So four fifties went on. Four fifties are. Um, they happened. Uh, RV clinched with a great ride. Um, and I don't know. We if if um I mean Dungy did whole shot. But he got passed in the third turn. <clears throat> yep. But at the end of lap one, if any one of the three guys are leading, I think maybe they go on to win the race. Throw them up, throw them up in the air. They were all riding so great.
2: Yeah, you know what I think was cool about this? Um, in this day and age of, I don't know if you guys have really look at the, you ever look at the comments on the race search articles? You guys ever <laughs> check that out?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've checked a no, few I, out. Yeah. They,
2: you can comment on an article? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can comment on an article. At oh, wow. the age of, of that and Twitter and Facebook where everyone has an opinion, we all know that, uh, and this is far from just something that happens in this sport, uh, in general, everyone's entitled to an opinion now that they can put out there, and very often they are very harsh, um, you know, and often unfairly so, sometimes legit, though. What I think is cool is any of the feedback I've seen on this race is people just saying, you know what, good for all those guys, title was on the line, they all put it out there, they rode their heart out. They rode their ass off. Their bikes were as good as they could get. Their fitness was as good as they could get. That was awesome for all three of them. You didn't hear people say, like, you know, Dungy should have done this and that, and this is why he didn't win the title, or Millsap should have done this, or Villapota, you know what I mean? I thought the riding was so good that no one could really argue, and I feel like even the KTM and Rockstar guys couldn't take anything away from Villapot, even though, obviously, their hearts were broken because they lost the title. Everyone was pumped. The racing was just too good to deny it.
1: Yeah. That yeah, was good. It was really it was really good. And like I said, I think any of those three guys could have won it if they were leading at the end of lap 1. Yeah,
2: you, you know? can't say that like any of them did something wrong. Like they all rode awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um are you surprised that that uh that RV did that weech? Are you surprised he went out and and won the race and was as aggressive as he was and, and all that? I mean, is that
2: Um I'm surprised the reason why um I talked to everybody over there earlier in the day, and they, and even the week before from Minneapolis, and they kept saying that it wasn't about the points, it wasn't about the points, we just try to win the races, we try to win the races, we try to win the races. And, you know, I think everyone thinks that maybe he took a little something off, you know, when the Heat was on those last two because he's got a points lead. But they always say no, they were trying. But um, And then when I talked to him last night after the win, I'm like, man, you must have really wanted to get this title sewn up to ride that hard to try to win the race. And once again he said, no, I had nothing to do with the title. I just want to win races. So these guys go into autopilot to that degree, like it's so automatic to just, if I'm in the lead and someone's on me, I will do everything to hold them off. That Somehow the title didn't enter into that. That seems mind-boggling to me.
1: Yeah, me too. But
2: I, I, I can't believe it. But every, I'm telling you, the last three weeks, everyone over there has said it, the exact same words every time. Just yeah. race by race. Like I win well, a race, I'm
1: going to win a race. So, okay, so he's a he's now a three time supercross champion, three in a row. Only one of four guys to do it. Only one rider has won four in a row. Uh, MC, um, JT, does he? Does this title put him? I mean, this was a big. I went in there late um, to talk to him. Uh, Weed, you were you were gone already. The the beers were out among the team guys and you know Mitch was over there and, and so it was it was a festive time there was a blow up doll um with um that was dressed up to like Alden Baker so there was a Did fest- You bring that with you? No. Okay. There was a festive time being had by all but immediately I was questioned on the Racer X Supercross rankings of all Me time. Too. Oh, you were too? Okay.
2: Oh, as soon as I could turn a record on Williamson intercepted. Yeah. He wanted a number, he wanted an answer.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> um I believe RV even called me a dickwad when I said I would have to review the standings again. Um, but I mean, JT, does this put him ahead of your buddy Chad Reed and uh, and, and James Stewart?
0: What's his? What's the win total now? Well, Reed has what thirty-eight.
1: No, Chad's got forty-two. Oh really? Oh, James has forty-four. Okay. RV's probably somewhere around thirty now. Thirty-two. Weej, do you remember?
2: He went over thirty at some point this year. I I mean, they probably got him by ten or seven or something like that. I don't think it's even. I don't even have a ten at this point.
1: Well, okay, so but he's got one more title than those two guys. So oh yeah,
2: oh for sure, right? So yeah, I'm not the end
0: all on that, but if somebody said that, I wouldn't go nuts and argue it. You know, he's he's done really, really, really good things. Uh, You know, he has a strong argument, so. Um, I could I could see it going the other way on win total, but if, our, if if somebody was just adamant that RV was better, you know I, I I can't really argue it either, you know. Yeah, I hate to waffle on it because I know I'm famous for that, but when you talk about all time who's better, it's a different era and all that stuff. So, but before this year, I would have said no way, but now I can't really can't really argue it. Um,
1: Weed, you wrote a good article about how he. He he's, doesn't have the flash of a Stewart or a McGrath and doesn't have the tenacity and, and the will of a Carmichael. And he maybe doesn't even have what Reed has as far as charisma and and all that. But the guy just wins.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's. And the point I was making in that article is um, it's, like, so it's like it's like it's fell into our lap. Like everyone would be like, oh. Holy crap, his career is arguably better than Reed and Stewart. Right. I can't even wrap my head around that. Like, you just think of them as, like, luminaries, living legends, whatever you want to say. I, I, and there's going to be haters out there of those, two that think we're ridiculous for bring that up and say Villapoto is way better. But let's be honest, you know that James Stewart and Chad Reed are superstars. They're all-time greats. And I think it takes people by surprise to all of a sudden say, Oh, this other guy has just clearly surpassed them. Like, that's yeah. a big statement to make. Yeah. But you're waffling. Oh, crap. Look at the numbers. You're waffling. (laughs) No, I'm saying this. So, the point of that article was there's something about Villapoto that makes you almost forget how good he really is. I don't know why. Why is that? Why does he not. Why do the numbers and the success sneak up on you instead of smack you in the face like they do with these other guys? Why is that? What is different?
1: He's now. One back of Jeff Ward's. He's got six titles. Right? Three. No, he's got seven titles.
2: He's got seven titles. Seven so titles. As many titles. I think it,
1: as as Jeff wow. Ward and he's not even done.
2: For me, and, uh, yeah. Seven also.
0: For me, it's just because there's so much more competition that the, the attention gets stolen a little bit. The field gets sprayed with Mathis' Mathis's pump a little bit. <laughs> so... Instead of when James and Ricky and Chad, are, and then after that it was just James and Chad, all we talked about were those, were those two. So all of the attention, all of the accolades, and all of the, you know, basically admiration went to those guys. But now mm-hmm. you've got Dungy in there, Millsap's was strong at the beginning of the year, Trey's come back, Chad's come back. All, you know, there's all these sidebars and stories and all this other stuff, so you kind of aren't focusing on Poto's. Dominance, really. I mean, it, when it comes down to it, winning three titles in a row is dominance. I mean, he's won, what, nine races this year? Um, and that's my opinion. I, I just think that there's so many other guys that are better than when James and Chad were winning everything. They were they were much better than everybody else. You know, Kevin would jump in there at times. But now there there are guys that are, whether they're not winning every race, the races are close where they used to well, not be close.
1: This – it's funny you say that because this was an argument I was having in the lounge in the Riders Lounge with Weimer, RV Alden before the night show when RV was also asking me about this countdown and where he was going to be and all this and, and and you know we talked a little bit about it and I and I he his point was it's way more competitive than it ever does he he said when James when it was James and Chad first he's like listen Dickwad when it was James and Chad and one of them fell down in the first turn they were still going to get second I can't do that, and and, and it's a, the field is deeper, and we're all scrubbing, and we our bikes are so good, and and you know I mean I tried to, um, you know talk a little bit about different eras and stuff like that, but the him and Weimer, of course, they're wrapped up into the moment of it, but they're both like no, everything everybody is so good now. Back in the there's all there's always been like, an alpha guy, and then maybe another guy, and that was it. You know, then they you know they brought up the fact like. Who did Ricky beat in his titles? Usually only one guy, you know? Um, well,
0: I'm going to leave Ricky out of the – because Ricky was – especially when you start talking about outdoor Supercross, maybe you could make yeah, no, was, time. No,
1: this was a Supercross countdown. This was, you know, the, the Supercross right. thing. So,
0: But I, I do agree with him. The level of competition is so much deeper. Yeah. It is. It's not even in the same round.
1: So so we put him, we put him uh, above those two, I guess, now? I, I'm I'm still an eye test guy. You guys know on these conference calls, I'm I'm always the eye test guy, um, and so James Stewart is still so special to me. <laughs> and oh God, people are just gonna hate it. But you know, as far as talent, like I just I know he's only got two titles and and all that. But I, I fought for James to be number number two. You guys all know that. I was loudly shouted down by everyone. Um, but I mean, he's right there. Yeah, he's right there. He's just quiet. He's just a silent assassin.
2: You're talking about Stewart?
1: I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. talking about Stewart.
2: No, I, I don't want to off on this one. I, I always say that when you want to make this argument, if you just go by numbers, it makes it a whole lot easier to yeah, yeah. feel like you've made yep. the right decision. And I say, the other, neither Stewart or, or Reed even won two in a row, let alone three. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the numbers. But my point isn't what I think. I just mean, isn't it strange that his success sneaks up on us? And it maybe is. JT's yes. right. Maybe that is why. Or maybe it's because you don't see Poto getting into fights on the podium. You know, Reed and Stewart were always at each other's throat or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it is strange that his numbers. And it's always been like that. The point I brought up in this story a couple of weeks ago was when he was killing everyone in the lights class outdoors, every year they go in the outdoors saying, dude, it is so wide open. But meanwhile, the defending champion who whooped everybody's ass the previous year was right. still in the class on the same team, warning the number anyone one. Anyone can
1: win. Anyone can win.
2: Anyone can win. And <laughs> why, why can anyone win? The guy that whooped everybody's ass last year is still there.
1: Right, right.
2: And did we not do that the last three years in Supercross?
1: Yeah, we did.
2: We did. Yeah. The defending well, champion yeah. whooped everybody's ass, and we'll probably roll in Anaheim one next year. Uh, and, something.
1: I, and I'm yelling, raining yellow, and I'm screaming right. about – You know, lap
0: times and raining yellow and quads. and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually claim that I was on the better end of this because I actually bet a bunch of my friends, which I'm gonna collect. I took the Alpoto versus the field at Anaheim one for the for the championship. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty strong faith. If you take one rider versus the field, you obviously I felt pretty strongly that he was gonna win.
2: Yeah, but I'm not talking about us personally. I'm talking about the general perception. Something about him sneaks up on you instead of smacks you in the face. I mean, I think all three of us figured he would win the title. Maybe, I don't know if I was betting money against the field, but he was the favorite. But uh, let's put it this way. I know there's hype every it, year, It wasn't. But a... I know when Stewart won the Super Bowl title in 07, at the press conference in 08 at the beginning of that year, the question everyone asked is, can he win all 17 rounds?
1: Right, right. Then, yeah, like yeah.
2: that's the level that you were expecting. Like, man, now that he's got a title under his belt, maybe he'll just win every single race. Yeah, you do. Ne- you would never hear that now. And maybe JT's right. It's maybe it's nothing to do with Filippoto. Maybe it's because there's six other really good guys right now, yeah. and it almost takes away from what a, no fault of his own.
1: Yeah. What I mean, yeah. What a ride. Um, I asked him after the race. Uh, so this year he's twenty. Was he's twenty six points down or twenty two? What do do we, do we remember what he was at one point? Twenty seven. 27 was the deepest down.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure. So this year he's 27 down. He comes back to win. 2011, it's an epic three-man battle. Four-man battle even maybe. Um, And last year he dominates and blows blows out his knee. So I'm like, what was better? What's more memorable? You know, this and that. And and he said this year was because they were so far back.
0: What do you think the odds were? What do you think the Vegas odds would have been that he would have clinched one round early when he was oh. down 27 points? Yeah, really, right? Oh, man. Better than the Raiders winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And without luck on his side. I mean, Millsaps and Dungey were still on the gas just last night. It wasn't that yeah. like Millsaps yeah. broke his leg.
1: Dungey didn't throw a chain. Millsaps didn't right. run out of gas. Yeah, all that stuff. Right. It's Unbelievable. Well, he lo- Stew Stu, though. Stu.
2: Oh. Stu was more than 27 points. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, let's And move. by the way, don't forget, 2010, that thing was going down on the wire. I mean, he was a big crash from St. Louis away from potentially having four in a row yeah. already.
1: Yeah, what was he, four back at that point?
2: Yeah, you know, Seven were, back, you, know, six you pack, were doing the something? math. Yeah. likes to right. do, oh, if he wins tonight and he wins the next two, he's just, you know, he'll win in a yeah, yeah. second, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like the point is, he's dangerously close to have already gotten four in a row, and he could do it again yeah. next year.
1: Um, all right, let's move on. Let's move this thing along a little bit. Um, Chad Reed had to go to an LCQ. Our own Jason Thomas, very nervous. He disappeared, I think, during the LCQ. Maybe to go throw up in the bathroom. Very nervous that um, the twenty-two wasn't going to make the main nah, event.
0: But uh, never doubt, never doubted him.
1: Um, well, the Gilmore, Cody Gilmore, and Chad Reed battle happened um,
0: once. Once he cleared the first turn, right? Yeah sat back in my chair.
1: A uh, couple shitty races, though, for Chad Reed now. That's, that's no good. He's not exactly ending this thing with a bang. You know, he, he said he wants to catch Barsha and be the top Honda guy a couple weeks ago. Well, guess what? Not only is Barsha out of reach, Kennard is right on him now. So, you know, he might even be caught by Trey Kennard here. Uh, um, so that, it's kind of not going good for Reed. Uh, Andrew Short had a tough night, huh, JT? The BTO Sports KTM guy?
0: Uh, yeah, there was a few guys that the whoops just... yeah just baffled them, really. I mean, that was, you know, both classes, really. The whoops were just uh, the whole end all to their night. I,
1: I've been yelling it all year. I love them. Make them big. They're great. They affect the race. They make the guys make mistakes. If there were whoops like that every weekend, JT, would, would, is
0: that bad? No. I, now that I'm retired, I think that they're <laughs> great like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they helped the show out, man. When Millsaps came around. And he was so good in them, people stood up, you know. Um, and out oh, added and, excitement. And consequently, there was
0: there, there was, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get
1: to the 250 class. They, were, yep. they played a huge role in the 250 class. And, yes, it's easy for me, the tubby guy sitting in the press box, to not care about the racers. But, uh, hey, guess what, guys? This is Supercross, and the whoops are big. And, uh, and, you know, deal with it. So, I wish they were like that every weekend. Um,
2: we don't know who's in charge, so we would never know who to ask. But is it not pretty obvious the way these courses were laid out? I mean, first half of the year, second half of the year, it's not a coincidence how much gnarlier the tracks got. Clearly this was by design, I feel. I, it, I,
1: I, the maps oh, are done. I, I don't know. The maps are done and things are laid out. And
2: Oh, what, what difference do the maps make? I mean, the maps, there was going to be a section of whoops there regardless. How difficult the whoops were going to be. You can't tell that on a map in November.
1: Yeah, no, good point. Um.
2: Think about the tracks. The last, what, six, seven weeks, we've said the tracks have actually been pretty tough, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they've been good. They've been tough, yeah. Like
2: in half of the year, every one of the tracks were like, oh, this one was a lot more challenging.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
2: I wonder. We'll never know.
1: I mean, you could ask the Dirtworks guy, and he'll tell you the Feld guy, and the Feld guy will tell you that it's the AMA, and the AMA will tell you, You know, Gallagher, the FIM, and you're just like, you're running around in a circle.
2: I think another reason they'll never answer that question is, um, like in any sport, I don't think anyone ever wants to go on the record and say that they're using rules or a racetrack to affect the um, results of the event. I don't think they'd ever want to admit it, even if they did.
1: Yeah, I'm just okay. Uh, uh,
2: I, I know. Like Rick said, we did an interview with him earlier in the year. He's like, I don't believe in changing a racetrack to try to level the playing field or anything like that. And of course, they're going to say that. Of course, they are.
1: Right. Um, uh, let's talk about the jet. First, uh, Weige. Jet was all right?
2: Jet was all right. I mean, you know, I've said all year with the way this field is, this has nothing to do with Brayton. It's just in general. It's like you just have to readjust your standards. Like I think of Kennard, too. Kennard had a good race. Kennard finished fourth. He rode well. Mm-hmm. Not on the podium. Or the, we were talking about this for Barsha for weeks, getting these fourths and fifths, and he did it again. It's like yeah. we just have to readjust what we think is a good ride. Sixth is yeah. not. I don't think any of these dudes are pumped when they get a sixth, but you ride good and you get six. sixth.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Guess what, JT? Uh,
2: I
0: don't know. Tell me.
1: Josh Hill has beat Brock Tickle three out of the last four weeks. Caught and passed Tickle this week. Um, Oh, Tickle crashed. No, no, he he caught and passed him before Tickle crashed. Okay. I watched it. Okay. Uh, That's a little weird, right? That's a little... I don't want to say um, controversial or anything, but uh, Tickle's got to be going shit, right? I mean, this is not good. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure he's not excited about it for sure, uh, but I mean, props to I mean, Josh Hill for making this go. I mean,
0: yeah, I'm more I'm more excited for Hill than I am kind of you know wondering about Tickle. I I don't think that I didn't expect Tickle to be in the top five in Supercross. You mm-hmm, know, right. five to ten is what I expected anyway. He's kind of been there anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, it's more it's more shocking what Hill is doing than I'm blown away about Tickle.
1: Well, here's the the thing like
0: if for 2014
1: Tickles there, he's got a deal and we all know they're talking to Tomac. That I would place them as the odds on favorite to get Tomac right now or you know, at least they're going to talk to some other big guys. And by all accounts, Hill doesn't have a spot. I mean, do they try to make room for him and bring him back?
0: I mean, it's early, but I mean, I think they have room. It's just it what bike is he wanting to ride? Right, right. Yeah, you know, if he's not, if he's willing to ride the bike, the best bike they can provide for him, I don't think it's a big deal. I just think the bike he's on, I don't really think they have part availability for it. So, um, you know, I I don't think it's knowing a little bit about the team. I don't think budget or paying him or the mechanic or anything like that's an issue.
1: Well, then why don't why aren't they taking him outdoors?
0: I don't think that. I think they want to give him the bike he's on. Right. Yeah. It's that time again. Thanks for
1: listening to the Racer X podcast show brought to you by btosports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com to help out pulpmx.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.
2: The RacerX Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether
0: you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM
2: race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO
1: Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code. Code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a
0: VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and
2: innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes. Each collection is built with high-grade materials, offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's
0: riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com
1: championship proven many motocross apparel brands make that claim but only thor can back it up as america's first motocross apparel brand thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance race wear on the market for the past 45 years with champions like ryan Villopoto, blake baggett and dean wilson to name a few our products truly are championship proven to see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official race wear of Supercross. JT, Weston Pike with a ninth again. Yep, he's killing it. Dude, does he get a ride? Does this help him get a ride? I mean, he, he did an interview. Did we do an interview with him, RacerX? Did I read it on a rival website? I don't know. Did no, we? no, it
2: was uh, two weeks ago. Okay,
1: yeah. He said, again, just doing the West Coast National, so he'll be at Hangtown, he'll be at Colorado, and that's it. Um, yeah, he's planning on doing five. Yeah, Washougal, Elsinore, uh, and,
0: uh, Miller, yeah, and uh, Salt Lake, Right, Elsinore, yeah.
1: So I guess maybe that's almost half, but uh, does this help him? I mean, is does he get a ride in 2014 with this?
0: Uh, I hope so, man. I, I really hope so. Okay, but, he but deserves, does he? I mean, riding-wise, does he deserves he? one. Does he? Yes, he does. Okay. Uh, if you're getting in the top ten consistently in A.M.A. in this cross, field, in this you field, you deserve to be on a team of some sort. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean he is on a team, but well, like, I, yeah, I,
0: where you're not paying for your expenses and a mechanic is provided for you, you're not paying him. You right. know what I mean? You you get know what I'm getting at? Um, right. I hope I, I hope so. He's no. You can't get the results he's getting without working really hard. And he's putting his program together and he's finding sponsors and he's doing, you know, it would just be nice to see him rewarded. Don't you, don't you
1: feel, though, like, I mean, we know these guys, these team managers. Uh, a good spot for him would be at your team, BTO Sports KTM. Uh, Alan Brown at NFAB Yamaha would be a spot. Um, that type of team. And I just feel like none of these guys are bringing his name up or even care, good or bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sucks for him. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm good friends with him. So I know,
1: but do you agree you know, with me? I, I want like, the best for him, but right.
0: I know, I understand what you're saying. That's you know, the I,
1: level where he should be at those guys. Yeah. I,
0: I don't see him getting signed on the team I work for. Right. You know, so yeah, I, I don't know the answer for it, but it definitely sucks. I hate it for him. Cause he's, he's doing awesome. I mean he, he's riding right with Brayton and all these guys, like in the, like they're not, They're not gaining on him. They're not, you know. It's not like he's
2: just fading backwards. He's riding the next No, he's good.
1: He's good, man. Um, Yeah, yeah. um.
2: We're gonna see this off season coming up is really where you're gonna see the pain of these teams that have folded. You know, we lost Brooks's team, and you lost Jeff Ward Racing. Those are essentially three rides that are gone now. Most of those people have caught on in one way or another. Josh Grant got on JGR, and Shorty picked up on PTO. But you are Chisholm, somewhat got a ride with a team that then folded.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But but next year you're going to see the pain. I mean, these are going to be four or five slots that are no longer available, and we're naming guys like Hill and Pike who yeah need those spots.
1: Uh, get this: I was talking to a guy this morning at the airport. Uh, he's unemployed. He used to work for one of those teams you named. He told me by his count, there are 22 staff personnel that no longer have jobs this year. Wow, 22 guys are going. You know, calling everybody. Mechanic, suspension guy, uh, you know, manager, whatever. Twenty-two people he figured are trying to um, to get on. That's that's talk about you know the other side of the sport. And we've you know I've been there. Weeds, you've always been a cushy journalist guy, and JT, you're a rock star rider. But um, I can remember calling Paul Lindsay for a job for Planet Honda, and I mean, if Paul Lindsey would have called me back to return a message, I would have you know freaked out like that. That that's the type of stuff that's going on. So. Anyways, tough, tough go, I guess.
0: Um right, and you don't, I mean, honestly, in the pits, it doesn't seem like teams are broke, you know. I don't get that feeling yeah. that I yeah. did maybe even two or three years ago where it was just like the world is ending in the pits, you know, right. budget-wise.
1: So, I, 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 I got a question this week from a guy on Twitter. He said, uh, how can these teams be out of money when they're bringing two trucks uh, to the races? And I wrote back, those teams aren't running out of money. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to tell you, you know. Uh, yeah. So some teams are doing great, you know. Um, all right, uh, Weege, um, Ben LeMay, twelve
2: There's another one. <laughs> Just twelve. Put in the same category. I am shocked. Like, uh, and I said this last week. I, I'm surprised in this field how many good guys there are. That so many guys have found their way. Like Nicoletti was, what he never even had a 450 start coming into the year, right? right, right. Never even raced it before.
0: Adam Eckenbach. Is-
2: yeah, and these guys are not making name.
0: You've got to get the guy's ra- name right. You owe, you owe him that after no, making two main events.
1: At this point, I'm doing it on purpose. I know it's. Ec- I understand. I know it's Intanap, Intanap, I uh, yeah. Entic Nap. He's a fly racing rider.
0: You you owe him the respect to get his name right. No, he's
1: good. So, anyways, Weech.
2: Yeah, uh, and Lemay, like uh, <clears throat> I believe Lemay made one main event last year. One.
1: No, no. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to look up that right now. Keep talking.
2: Um, so he has stepped up tremendously. Nicoletti, who had zero 450 experience, wasn't making mains this year, has stepped up tremendously. Uh, Pike has stepped up tremendously. Josh Hill was nowhere in his career. He has stepped up tremendously. I cannot believe there's room for these guys to have done this. I mean, like LeMay, I'm not kidding. Like a couple years ago when you were not working for us and Pingree and I did a podcast. That was, the audio quality was spectacular. But well,
1: holy shit, Weege, um, by the way, uh, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, I apologize.
2: Not. I pay attention to those guys, I do. Um, yeah, LeMay made one main last year. He's made like, how many this year, six, seven? Uh,
1: no, four, I think. Only four? Yeah, hold on, I just had it up here.
2: Oh. Um, maybe it's four coming in, five now? Well, anyway, my point is... Uh, okay, all right, okay so, years ago. no,
1: he's actually, <laughs> he's made seven.
2: Again. Again, Matthew.
1: Again. Again. Hey, he's an, he's an ex brown rocker too. Oh, <laughs> Seven mains for Ben LeMay compared to one last year, folks.
2: Okay, that's my point. Um, <laughs> hey, Pingree and I were doing a podcast a couple years ago. Okay,
1: about, back to that.
2: We did one about homeschooling and, like, you know, it's like if your career doesn't work out, you are really taking your chances. And off the air, Pingree said he's like, one of the guys I'm really worried about is this kid Ben LeMay. He's pretty good but I don't know if he's going to be good enough to really make a living at this. And I know that he's kind of all in, That's like, like most of these kids are. And people are going to look at, you know, Villapoto was all in and he succeeded. And a guy like LeMay works hard, he has talent, but he might not quite be good enough to make it. And I feel like that was the case. He was just hanging on, just not quite there. But yeah. maybe there's a chance now.
1: Man, last summer he was good at the end of the year. The last six races of the Nationals, just like Supercross, he's turned, he turned it on.
0: Okay, well, I have a question. Uh, and this is kind of I have a, a theoretical question. question. I have a question
1: about the podcast that they used to do, JT. How'd those go, Wigant?
0: Glad you're back, Steve.
1: How'd those go? Yeah, that's right.
0: Suck it. I was, this, back to my theoretical question. Yes, yeah, sorry. What, uh, what money, amount of money per year or total career earned earnings to it being worth it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because just because he's made – you know what I mean? I understand he's riding really well. Well, Okay, this but, actually leads into my next question. Fantastic, JT. So, but I yeah. know what the money earnings are right now and I would not consider it worth basically being unqualified to do anything when you're done racing.
2: Well, I think in LeMay's case, I'm saying it he now may have a shot at a getting on a team that at least pays him a salary at some point, where if you, two or three years ago or even last year when he was making one main it was like it's just probably not going to happen for this kid. He's going right. to be paying his way to the races his whole career, and then eventually he just will have to retire after paying his way to the races the whole time. Okay, so
1: this leads me to my next question. This is something I was going to write about maybe this week. If you listen to this, and I'm probably still going to write about it because I'm lazy and i got no new ideas. All right, JT, no better person to ask than this. So, the number 55, Jimmy Albertson. We all know him. We all love him. He broke his wrist uh, earlier this year. I, talked to, I spoke with him today. Okay, JT, the 20th place in the series is $8,600, okay? Okay. Blos has it right now, 44 points. Vince Freeze is 45, and Nicoletti's 48. Uh, in 21st place is Grant at 40. Okay, so he's hurt. LeMay's got 39. He's five back of Blos. Freeze is probably racing 250s this weekend. Believe me, there's a mad rush between Alberton and LeMay to figure out if, if Freeze is indeed uh, going to 250s. But if Freeze goes to 250s, they're going to jump Grant. One of them is going to jump Grant. Jimmy wants to come back from his injury to try to get that $8,600 series bonus. And LeMay is all about it. He asked the AMA two weeks ago about it. Um, wh- wh-
0: How many which, points did Jimmy have? You didn't say that. No,
1: Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's a long shot, 38. He's six back of blows. Okay. And and, and he's uh, seven back of Freeze, who may not race. So that's a 14th for Jimmy.
0: Okay, so he's got to beat LeMay, and he's got to beat blows by
1: six spots. Or, just, or seven or, spots. Or no, not necessarily beat blows, but just jump Freeze. He's got to. If Freeze, okay. if freeze right, to fifty. Right, right, but anyway. He's still got to beat LeMay. This is fascinating to me. This is a turtle race to get. And he's got to
0: get enough points to jump Freeze.
1: This is fascinating. It's a turtle race to get $8,600. Uh, yeah,
0: with, it's. I man, mean,
1: what do you think about that? What. This is uh, this is exciting. I'm going to pay I mean, attention it, to Vegas here.
0: If he can race, then race, you know. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go out there, you know, with a broken leg strapped to the bike, you know, taped to my frame or something, because you're not going to get that anyway. You're not going to, you know. It, yeah. It's not like you can just cruise around out there and get what you need done. Like, if he's not 100% or close to it, it won't matter anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, I At mean, the mood he, point. He, yeah, he
0: – Right. Jimmy
1: has only, he needs you know around eight points, and he's only gotten that three times. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So
0: if he's not capable of riding as hard as he possibly can, it's, it's not going to matter anyway. Right. So, but, yeah.
1: okay, so if you scratch Jimmy from it, mm-hmm. LeMay is five points back of blows, six back of freeze.
0: So, okay. Yeah, if freeze doesn't race, I see LeMay getting that, no problem. 86, the way he's riding right
1: 80, $600, now. $8,600, folks. That's nah, a lot of money. Keep, uh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not mocking it. No, no. Yeah. Keep an eye, folks. This is something you can watch. Why, can't If you were in the webcast, I would tell you to call this action.
2: It's good. I mean, I I think this is – honestly, I think this is the reason people listen to this podcast. You think this is being talked about anywhere else?
1: Oh, no. I'm sure it'll be, in, Denny.
2: uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sure it'll be in Denny's notes, notes package. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs>
0: All I know is if Vince Freeze does race the 450, someone's going down.
1: Can you text Vince for us, JT? No. Okay. No, I can, cannot. Who can text Vince to find out what he's, if he's, going, what he's doing? Satan. No. <laughs> Stop it. I'm uh, just kidding. No. Okay, no, I, actually, I'm uh, going to no, no, I mean, text
0: the guy right now. I'm sure we can look at his entry form. He has to be pre-entered at this point. You can't enter at the last minute.
1: I'm going to see if we can get the answer right now. Call Doris. No, no. Call Doris. Look. <laughs> um I I know a guy who knows him, who's bros with him. I just sent him a text. Let's see if we find out by the end. So yeah, eighty six the eighty six hundred dollar race is on, folks. And Nicoletti's only three up. I mean Nicoletti has a disastrous night. He could drop back too, you know. But uh he's kind of locked in. So
2: This is cool.
0: I think this is interesting. I've had this go down many well, times this in many is ways. Why I asked uh, you? Yeah, privateer challenges with Ryan Clark, where like fifteen grand was on the line. Um, Do you, yeah,
1: yeah. You almost you know, always got top twenty most
0: times, JT. Right? Yeah, um, it wasn't so much with that end of it. It was more yeah. myself, so, Ryan Clark, and Jeff Gibson were going for two spots.
1: What's your best? Got it, and what's your best? I choked it. Do you have? Uh, each, each I side? actually
0: never did. I got it. I got it, um,
1: got it every, every time. time. Yeah. I know. I know Top Privateer, when it was a big money, too, uh, I had two riders that did it. Uh, 99 Ferry, it was Factory Phil um, we were battling with, but he kind of faded near the end of the season. And in 02, it was Voss and Way. That was big. That We went into Vegas. Went into Vegas uh, ahead, but Voss, I think Nick had to at least be four spots behind him um, to get it. And uh, yep. I think he beat him. I think
0: he just beat him outright. But, uh, yeah, I had, to be, I had to beat Sorby by eight spots one year mm-hmm. to clinch it. And then so, myself, Gibson, and Ryan Clark were all within two points going into the main event uh-huh. at Vegas. And Gibson crashed out the first lap, and then I was right behind Ryan Clark. And I had I, if I stayed behind him, I knew I had it. And then he crashed right in front of me, so I just rode it out. So they made it easy on me. But that's a lot of, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but – I mean, no. 10 or 15 grand is it's no. a lot of stress. Who? who, I, mean, who I was who, nervous all week. I don't think anyone listening to this would think. I mean, I guess
1: some baller guys are, but I, yeah. I mean, my game is all about this
0: $8,600. Well, you remember whenever 80, 80. Watson wouldn't let me ride the, yeah. the Hart and Huntington track? Right. Uh, Troy Adams was in the running for that. Right. He, he, was, uh, he was like five points behind me for that. So I think that played a role in it.
1: Okay, I just got the answer. He's riding, oh. two, he's riding 250s. He's riding 250s this weekend. So Vince could be saying, waving bye-bye to that money. He could be out that money. So, yeah. Interesting. Wow, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm texting Albertson because he wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> it all
2: happens right here on the podcast.
1: Uh, all right. So, anyways, yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of a it's, you know, I mean, I guess we can go up to Villapoto and say, hey, dude, there's this big race going on for eighty six hundred bucks. Just want to let you know.
0: Yeah, i sure. I'm <laughs> sure, he's very worried about it.
1: Right. So let's keep let's keep an eye on that. Let's, dude. We're uh, we're an hour in, and do we talk fifties or do we just skip it? Nothing, Nothing much really happened. happened. Nothing really. Happened. I didn't
0: watch the race anyway. Um, it rocks and wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's sealed, right? If you're Red Bull KTM this weekend, you have one guy five down, one guy five up. So
0: <laughs>
2: and Geico Honda too.
0: Sounds like a 125 two-stroke transmission.
1: Uh, <laughs> Jimmy just texted me, "Can you pick me up from the airport?" <laughs> so I guess he's racing. <laughs> <laughs> Albertson's in. Um. Uh, Yeah, so um, the 250s, though, man, um, I was tweeting this before the main event, and I was like, before the LCQ, I said, people, like, with this start straight, with this start and this first turn and short start straight, there's a very real chance he has an issue in the LCQ. And we pulling off was, I mean, didn't you, you had him around the seventh pick, right?
2: Yeah, because I think it was in 14th. Uh, He was in 14th the previous time he'd come around the finish. I don't know, give or take a spot. But the point is, if you get 14th in the heat, that means, what, six guys are going to pick after you from that heat, and then six guys from the other heat are going to pick after you. So 12 dudes will have worse gates than you. Instead, he probably had, what, one or two guys? Yeah, two guys.
1: Canada and uh, somebody else was on the outside of him, and that's it.
2: Yeah, that is a massive difference. But we are not geniuses. I just watched this TV show, and I think Wyndham said it at least 11 times.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. So the they were The very
2: second it. he pulled off, the very second he pulled off, him said, that's a bad gate pick, and this is a short start straight. So,
0: <laughs> we're Well, we were, I think, because everyone was shocked. Yeah. The shocking thing for me watching it on TV was that his mechanic just said, okay, let's go. If I'm on the radio, I am losing my mind screaming at the mechanic to tell him to get his ass back on the track. And that, well, that didn't didn't seem to happen.
1: I mean, uh, it's obviously easy to say now, but don't you, don't you, Wygant, say to Kenny, Kenny, and again, Wyndham was on this. We're on this, uh, and you know, I'm sure everyone in the sport was on this uh, team-wise. Kenny, I, I'm sure you'll get top nine. You'll probably win the heat, but let's just say disaster strikes. Keep it going. Was that a was that a fault of Roger DeCoster?
2: Uh, well, I mean. The, the, the chances of bringing that up in the morning, that particular morning, that's, that's rare. I, but I guess, hey, you're in a sport. It's probably on you guys to know the rules, right? Yeah. Like, maybe he didn't even, did he even realize that that's how the gate picks work. Maybe he didn't.
0: Yeah, no, he has I just, I am more shocked that no one was screaming at the mechanic to tell him, go, go, go. Like, do not get on the back of the motorcycle and ride back with him to the truck. Yeah. Don't do that he has direct communication with at least four to five people that are watching, spotting team managers in the tower, Rob Henderson in the tower, you know, in the press box. There are people around that know that have clear minds and aren't, you know, like obviously Kenny was emotionally distracted. He was frustrated and did care at that point, but that was the most shocking thing for me was no one radioed down, or maybe they were yelling at me, he couldn't hear him or I don't know, but I, if I'm the mechanic, and I know in past circumstances my mechanic would have been beating with me with a pit board to get back on the track. Frank. Or whoever. Dan, who, it doesn't matter. Uh, Forrest would have been radioing down to whoever that was. You know, there would have been World War Three if I tried to pull off at that point, you know?
1: Right. I mean, how many times have we seen the 450 guys, good 450 guys, do this same move? Villapoto at Anaheim, um, you know, a few years back. I think he got it in the LCQ, but he just literally wrote off. I'm like, ah, I'm over it. Like, dude, do not do that. Red Dog, I think, did the same thing. I'm over it. I crashed.
0: Yeah, if you You were doing percentages, it has to be a huge change in percentage of things going wrong. Mm -hmm. Very similar to Jacksonville, uh, what year was that, 2010? Yeah. Where both of Brayton and RV were on the very outside. The reason they didn't qualify is because they were on the very outside. Yes. 100%, the reason. Yeah. Uh, if uh, they're in the middle of the gate, no problem. They can start from wherever. But when you go down in the first turn because you're on the very outside, you're done.
1: Crazy, uh, crazy yeah. drama stuff. Um, unbelievable. And before we get to Jason Anderson, Why Calm down. We're gonna get to him. But uh, uh, what happened to Tomac? I mean, we after the race. I never spoke to him. Um, I think Racer X though. Jordan at Racer X did speak to him. Yep. Ah. Uh, what did he say, Weej?
2: Well, uh, also when folks watch the TV show, uh, Aaron Barry's got to him. I actually texted with Erin here just to get her take on all this because she also interviewed Roxon. You guys have to watch the TV show. I know that we, we give Aaron a lot of credit because she's forced essentially to get in there in the heat of the moment, like the worst moments ever. This I will give you the play by play of how the LCQ works. Roxon crosses the finish line. He rides over to MA official. Somebody points him to go back to the pits because he's not into the main event. And then Ralph goes, let's send it down to Aaron with Ken Rockson. It was like 13 seconds after he didn't make the main. Aaron is there to do the interview. And then I talked to Aaron after it. She says she thought she was doing an interview, and then she looked at his face, and it was like she had seen a ghost. And you can watch her flinch. Like the look in his eyes. And she's done this a hundred times with these guys when they're like half loopy. Whatever. Yeah. She said it like she like couldn't. It, she hesitates. You see it because he's just in such complete uh, shock. And then she had to go get Tomac. I said uh, I can't believe they didn't have you talk to Roxanne while Tomac was going backwards in the whoops. And she, she said, said I think they didn't ask.
0: Yeah. I would. Be, uh, I couldn't do her job no. because I was I was. I don't even know the correct emotion. But when they the AMA official stops. He they stop Roxon, mm-hmm. so Aaron can get to him. Yeah. I am running that AMA official over. 100%. If I'm Roxanne I I hit that AMA official with my motorcycle if he is trying to stop in front of me.
2: Yeah, I can't believe it. Come I on.
0: just felt so bad for Roxon, and mm-hmm. I understand it is the speed producer's job to make a good broadcast, and the people at home want to know what's going on through Roxon's head, but it was just so brutal. For me to be like, they're really going to interview him right now. They're really going to go over there and stick a microphone in his face at this moment. Like I was just like, oh man, it was I was torture for me, and I had no vested interest in it.
2: No, this it, is like um, you know they interview the losing team at the end of the game, but this is like the guy strike three, and as he's walking back to the <laughs> dugout, they
0: interview. Yeah, him, <laughs> the kicker misses the Super Bowl winning kick, and the the reporter is in his face on the follow through of the kick.
1: Exactly. So. Is
0: it good? Is that fine? Are we all good with that? I'm not really good with it, but I know <laughs> it's not going to change. Yeah,
2: I don't know what the alternative is because I think they know that, like, you can say let them go back to the truck, cool off, and get them later, but you, we, we've all been in that situation. You never know. Are you really going to get them? And then by then, main events are starting. That, you, know, you might never get them.
0: Yeah, I, I'm lucky that I'm not that good. I really am because I would make a complete ass of myself. I would.
2: Um, anyway, she also talked to Tomac after it, and he put it in. So people can see what Tomac has to say. It's on the TV show. He he put it on himself. He said he just wasn't getting the whoops, and then he didn't want to crash out in it, and that's what he told Jordan also. Geico press release has the same thing. Um, but what I don't get is, and Osborne was struggling through there too, why were those geico Hondas so bad through there? I mean, it's not like we this is a plague. Like, oh, you know that team, they always struggle in whoops. What the heck happened? yeah, yeah. He put Uh, it totally on that. Totally on.
1: The Factory Connection ads say the best suspension, period. (laughs) They do say that. (laughs) Um, um, Well, you know what? I was looking at the stats today, uh, and Tomac was 11th at one point. He actually recovered to get 6th. Or guys crashed, or I don't remember exactly
2: everything that happened. He started going for, I think, his general fitness and high-altitudeness, whatever, yeah, um, he just like kind of went one speed the whole time. Kind of reminds me of somebody else, right? Yeah, like the rolling yeah. tank out there. Right. He went one speed the whole race, and the dudes that passed him earlier got tired, and he got so, some of them back. So he's C yep, at the
0: end, boys. So I guess,
1: <laughs> I guess if you're uh, Eli Tomac, you you made up 15 points, right?
0: <laughs> Are you writing the, the Geico PR? Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know, but Wigand's expression just said it
0: all. <laughs> what else can, Honestly, what I else could you do? Who was more bummed out?
2: That's my point. I think Tomac's more bummed than Roxon, right? <laughs> I would think.
1: I think so, too.
2: If you did a survey, I think you've got to put the numbers on Tomac's side.
1: He was second uh, behind Zach Osborne, and then he was third after Anderson wrote great to, to take the lead, and then it was just uh, uh,
0: unbelievable. If you told Tomac go on the line for the main event, when this race is over, you're going to be more bummed out than Roxon is right now. <laughs> he would not have believed you. No,
1: no, unbelievable. Um, so who gets it this weekend, guys? Who who wins? I think well, I think Kenny gets it done.
2: I think so too. Um, one thing we were reminded of watching this was uh, that Westfield is dangerous, man. It is deep though. Like. Uh, p- and it sucked about Tomac was. It was like it was a never-ending train of really good riders on good teams that just kept coming. Uh, oh, there's Sipes. Oh, there's Cunningham. Oh, there's Rattray. Oh, there's, Rat Rat oh, there's
1: Davalos. Christian Craig. Here comes – Christian
2: Craig.
0: Really, everybody. Yeah. You know. It just kept coming. Yeah, the, the bleeding
1: never stopped. Like, on the East Coast, it'd be like, uh, here comes uh, – here,
2: here comes, comes Tanner Cranble. you got <laughs> here, <him> comes-
1: <laughs> here comes a guy from Australia that was supposed to go get a visa. Uh here comes <laughs> Team Gus Ryder.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: Teddy. here comes Teddy Parks. guys. number one guy. is coming to get you. Um, you're right. It's a it's a, it's a killer murder, murderer's row of riders. Um,
2: I guess that helps Tomac because five points. Um, you know, you know, these East is probably just going to be Muscan versus Han. But uh, I mean, obviously, there's plenty yeah. of guys that can get in between it. Yeah, and- yeah. Five
1: points. What drama though, right, guys? Like holy shit balls. Oh yeah. Roxon doesn't fighting. make it. Well, actually, not only Roxon doesn't make it, he crushes in the first turn, still somehow gets up in, you know, fifteenth, and charges to third. And of course, Topher Ingalls. We all knew it would come down to Ingalls Roxon. And credit to Topher uh, uh forgetting the last spot, but Roxon was
0: on it, man. Yeah. So maybe maybe for the first time in history. Once the White's main events are over, everybody's going to just leave. Ah, okay, we're good. Yeah. yeah Everybody really. go home. Yeah. Yeah, it's four fifty main events coming up, and then nobody cares. Right. <laughs> Where's the East West well, shootout
1: well, we the go, uh,
2: depth we just, chart?
1: We just built up the, uh, the 20th place. So maybe there'll be 10 people in Vegas looking for that 20th place battle for $8,600. <laughs> um, Where's the East
2: West uh, shootout in this mix? Anyone care?
1: No. No, I do not care. And, and with these high-tension uh, title races, I predict there to be even less enthusiasm than last year, if that was even possible.
0: Well, I've heard, I've heard through the grapevine that some of the teams only pay their bonuses for the shootout at Vegas. So there, there is that factor. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. With all the tension on the line, who knows? But yeah. there, at, at least a little bit it matters. Some of the guys... Kind of, you know, right. if they're not in the title contention, they kind of go nuts in the, yeah. the shootout. Um, we I each... want to
2: throw one other factor yep. out there. Yep. Tyler Rattray, the smartest point of the whole evening. We might think we're geniuses for Roxon pulling off and messing up his gate pick, et cetera, et cetera. Tyler Rattray says, Hey, next weekend the Heat Races are made events. It's time for Marty to finally get himself one. Did he call you Brew? Something like that. It is the perfect race for Davalos. The heat race is a main event. Mm-hmm. Brilliant point by Rattray. I don't think Davos is right there. I don't think he understood the humor in it. But
0: Might be the worst night of Mathis' life. Uh, no, not at all. Happy to see the guy win. Nope. Um, if he
2: wins the heat race slash main event next week, I think you're still correct, Mathis.
1: I think I am. I do. <laughs> yes. I think, <laughs> no, I don't I, think so. I think I, think I am. Um, he won a heat again this weekend, by the way. In case you guys are wondering, he, he he pulled a Davos again.
0: I think he could have challenged Anderson for the main event he if fast. he had not started eighth yes. or whatever. No,
1: he's fast. He was fast. Very good ride by him. But uh, coming up just short again, man.
0: Much oh. to your dismay.
1: Heartbreak. I mean, just, you know, heartbreak. Uh, Weege, um what about Mookie? What about Mookie fever before we get to Anderson? Winning the heat. Fourth in the main. Just the whoops, really, right? If there's somebody who wants big whoops, it's Mookie. He wants to get paid, and he wants big whoops.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was good. He was good all night. I mean, he got fourth in the main, which is, I think, his best year. I think he had his fifth at Anaheim 1. I
1: called him for a podium, though.
2: Come yeah, on. you got a agenda on that, but I'll give you credit for it. I mean, he was a good run. And uh, you just never know it, Mookie, man. You just never know. Like,
1: <laughs> sounds, like another, sounds like another guy we might. Sounds like another Stewart. And <laughs> not Ronnie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in that field, in all those good West Riders, he could, write, could be right there in that mix. Yeah. times he's just 12th. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the floor is yours, Wagant, to speak about the 21.
2: I actually rehearsed this one a little bit. I did some research. Uh, went back and watched a couple episodes of the Colbert Report, and in the words of Stephen Colbert, I don't mind being one of those guys that says, I told you so, because I really like saying, I told you so. Hmm. Now sure, it was like zero for 100, and I was just spraying it with pump, knowing these days, it just got to happen almost by sheer luck and numbers, but I'll take it anyway I can get it. I basically picked a Horizon Award winner from the Redis would someday win a race. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you did.
1: And Boom. here we are, three years later. Yes, and you've <laughs> done it. Congratulations.
2: I picked the hottest amateur prospect out of the Reds for one particular year so instead of the next couple of years. He will probably win a race once. <laughs> Boom.
1: Good job for him. Uh, that team, man. Blake Warden, David Millsaps, now Anderson. What's up, Sipes?
2: <laughs> um, and Millsaps, like we said, things could have been different. Millsaps could have easily won that main event. They could have won both mains in the yeah. same night.
1: Anderson was good last year, right? First podium last year, first career podium here in Salt Lake.
2: Well, you know why? We, you and I discussed this after the race with him.
1: Yeah, I mean...
2: It is his home race. It is closer than Vegas. It is the closest race to his home. So...
1: I need to look at a map.
2: <laughs> You're not...
1: He, I don't trust
0: a homeschooler on geography. Thank you.
1: That's what I said. That's exactly what I said in front of him.
0: <laughs> you did you, say to you, him. You were did, homeschooled. Yeah, I did
2: sophomore year, bro.
1: Yeah, and
0: I wasn't there. So those are two original thoughts.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I know, yeah, he did sophomore. Then he had to leave, he Dude, said. did
2: sophomore year, yeah.
1: Um, Christian Craig was really good. Best race of the year. Came from way back. Sipes was seventh. I flew back with Sipes today, and I said, hey, Sipes, uh, we were talking on our podcast about how you, if you won, we'd all go, all right. And if you crashed out, we'd go, all right. And you know what he said? All right. He said, I did the worst thing. I didn't do either. <laughs> so somehow. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a great race. Right. Sipes is fine with crashing out, showing speed and crashing out. Um, get you paid. Uh, it does get you paid, doesn't it? It does get you paid.
0: Mookie, Mookie, that's what Mookie's doing. He just wants to get his money.
1: He just does want to get his money. Uh, Sealy, good ride for Sealy. Had a track that uh, almost ended his career a little bit last year. Bad injury there last year. A great ride for Sealy. Um, and Zach Osborne. Oh, Zachy Boo. Come on, Zach. Anyways, um,
2: what do you think next week with the pressure on the line for Tomac and Roxton, and we've seen how that can mess with them? I'd say pretty high odds that neither of them win a main event next week. What do you think? Possible? We're running through a pretty darn good list of guys. You know, Steely can win a race. Obviously, Anderson, he just did. Um, Davalos, I mean, we all know, especially when he races the main event.
1: Yeah, when the chips are down, Martin comes through.
2: I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, like yeah,
1: this. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, um, I'm with you. I'm feeling you. Yeah. Um. So, going into Vegas, JT, you think and we, we all think Roxton gets it done, right?
0: I do, and I think, uh, man, if whoops are usually really tough at Vegas, and from what we've seen from Tomac lately, doesn't bode well for him.
1: And do we all think Wilbur's going to get it done? I think I do. I, I
0: think he will. Yes. Yes. Um, and we think Villapoto will clinch. More points? I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think he's going to bring it home. Okay. Does Villapoto win Vegas? I think he's going to rain yellow.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: Um But Millsaps?
1: I, I, th- I think it depends on the start. If villa gets a start, he can win. He's not going to kill himself to try to win, though.
0: Um... I think Millsaps or Dungy.
1: One thing for sure, we will hear at the press conference that this has been a great, uh, one of the best years ever.
0: Season to remember. Yes. The greatest season ever.
1: Maybe they won't go that far, but it will be a, one of the greatest seasons in the history of the sport. Yes. Um,
2: will they bring out that whole group, that LeMay, Bloss, Freeze? <laughs> you think Freeze, maybe they'll have him announce it live, which class is going to be raised, like the envelope? <laughs>
0: Will Weege tell a bunch of jokes that are actually funny, but no one laughs?
1: At the banquet, you're talking yeah. now. Oh, now you're doing banquet talk. At the banquet, yeah. Um,
0: I'm questioning if they were funny at this point. I was laughing. Uh, my
1: wife was dying.
0: Yeah, I was laughing. Uh,
1: I knew them all, so I wasn't laughing because I knew what was coming, but I, they were good. Yeah, they were good. But my wife, who did not know, was, uh, yeah, spitting out her drinks. <laughs> um, and, and, and Well, and then you got the pep talk, too, of course, halfway through it.
2: Yeah, right. You know what? Making jokes at the banquet is easy when you have no one has ever made jokes like that about the sport ever. So you pretty much have like the entire history of the sport to yep. pick from. Yep. Like none of these jokes have ever been used before because no one's ever done this. That makes it a little easier.
0: Yeah. And never will be again because <laughs> that was the the death of your. I also can't wait for.
1: I cannot wait for the Astrix guys to get their award, and the KTM KJSC guys to get their award.
0: Oh, Selvaraj's speeches were the best. Yeah, yeah,
1: they'll get another award. I cannot wait for, you know, someone from the AMA to be recognized. I think Sonny and Duke probably have 100 plaques, so they'll pick someone else, but, you know, I can't wait for I mean, honestly, they should change that thing up, like Best Crash, uh, uh, Best Pass, uh, you know, all that kind of shit. Make it funny, you know? But instead, they have to take care of sponsors, I guess, so they trot out a bunch of dudes that go, uh, Oh, thanks very much. I, I, my, my contributions to the sport are immense, you know. Um, Hey, who's Bracken Hall?
0: 125, or sorry, 250 class racer. Yeah, but... Rocky Mountain team.
1: He is on the Rocky Mountain team.
0: 792, I believe.
1: Team. Does he have the lace-up crotch pants?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't, he will now.
1: <laughs> well, I not
0: you love this.
2: Lace-up a set.
1: Um... Scott Champion made the main. Casey Hinson. I wonder what kind of clutch Casey Hinson uses. Recluse. Ten Honda CRF 250s in the main event, everybody. Ten. Wow. Half the field were on Hondas.
2: I feel like there were a lot of them in the east with the privateers picking them. Is that what do you think that's based on? I mean, is that?
1: I don't know. That's JT.
2: What do you, JT, just take a guess. I mean, is it contingency? What do you think would lead to a pretty obvious trend on private tier 250 guys. Is it the bike itself? What
0: do you think? Uh, I just think Honda has a pretty strong brand following as it is. Yeah. When it comes down to it.
2: Yep.
1: Um, all three NPAP guys in the main event, again, in 450 class. And Canari comes through with the best finish, 14th. That's Bobby's best ride in a while. Uh, he said he was very scared in the whoops, but he just meat headed it out, he said. I grip my teeth, and I just meat-headed them out. So, um, all right. I think that's it. We covered everything. Um, We got performance enhancing drugs. We got Salt Lake City. We got the battle for 20th in the points. Um, We cover everything? Do you want to cover Irv's mic being stuck on? That was awesome. Let's do. Not his fault, I guess, from what we know. But, yeah, the best part of the night was Irv's mic that he speaks to the Feld people with was uh, hot, was on. So he, at one point, was saying, let me talk and let me speak and let's go here and let's go there. And then when Roxen did not make the main event, uh, Irv, for everyone to hear, Irv asked if there was a provisional in the 250 class. So, to recap, there's never been a provisional in the 250 class. The provisional itself has been gone for three to four years. Ladies and gentlemen, your series announcer. There you go. That was good. I liked it. I mean, it just kind of, it just kind of, it just kind of cemented a lot of my thoughts and feelings.
0: I didn't hear any of this. I don't even know what you're talking about. You didn't? No. Nope. You we were up there with us. How did no, you hear this? I like Irv. I got you.
1: Oh, Okay, got it. All right. Um, that was a good time. Good, good, good time right there. Uh, but it was not Irv's fault that the mic was st- – I originally also assumed that Irv just didn't flip the switch and didn't realize what was going on. But I was informed today that it was a house error, a house mixing error on the mics. Poor Irv. At one point he said, tell Dave my mic is on. Tell Dave my mic is on. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also pretty funny. So these are, this, is, uh, this is super cross folks. It was
0: comical. I feel bad for him. But it was funny.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think I think we got a resolution to the Marvin Mouskan issue. So we're just all gonna pull Wilbur on this weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I don't. I think I think he I think he stays.
0: No, it, but at least at know. least he knows he's got the AMA behind him. <laughs>
1: yeah, really, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you see if you see the flaggers cheering you on, you know why. Yeah.
1: Oh, Mouskan gets a blue flag in his <laughs> spokes.
0: <laughs> Where did that hay bale come from?
1: <laughs> Big Mike LaRocco from the upper deck throwing them down like uh, like making it rain. of, of Like Mad box. Max. Right, right.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Big Mike LaRocco because it reminds me of one of the funniest things that happened all night. <laughs> I'm going down. We're going down the elevator to go down to the floor after the race. And I'm in there with Davey and a bunch of other people. And then <clears throat> Mike LaRocco Sr. comes on. And everybody's talking about Filippoto. And Davey's like... Man, that guy's just a machine. He's just an ass-kicking machine. you got to give him credit. And Mike LaRocco Sr. says, Yeah, it's just too bad he doesn't have a personality on him. And everybody looks at him. <laughs> <laughs> Davey just couldn't resist and says, Coming from Mike LaRocco's dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was, that's almost as good as in 2011, uh, salt lake had some of the nastiest whoops of the year and during track walk everyone's kind of standing in them, and there were a huge difference in gaps like one was 12 feet and one was eight and then one would be like 14 and we're all kind of like standing there like what is going on and michael well, then, rocco senior
1: chad chad had commented later on about like the guy taking
0: uh he was drunk or something Drink, ride, yeah. yeah yeah michael rocco senior says you guys just need to learn how to ride whoops This is to Wyndham, R.V., and to Chad, all three of them standing there. Right. Yes, very, very comical. Michael Uh, Rocco Sr. telling them they need to learn how to ride whoops. Well, Mike,
1: maybe R.V. was raised in a a van like uh, you raised Mike.
0: (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious. Very serious, too. wasn't a joke.
1: You guys need to learn how to ride
0: whoops. Yes. What are you guys complaining about? You guys are a bunch of sissies. I'll
1: go get my kid down here. Watch him. Oh, funny. Probably would. Good times. Um, Davy did have a good line about uh, also, too. Davy was on fire then because he had a good line about Tomac. He When Tomac was sort of self-destructing, he came over and he said to us, uh, is that Bradshaw in Tomac's gear? That's <laughs> also a good line. Yeah. Yes. Uh, L.A. Coliseum <laughs> meltdown, which, I mean, I imagine if you were at L.A. Coliseum, it was a lot like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, BTOSports.com, RacerX podcast, Salt Lake City recap. I think we – covered a lot of things in this one and um, yeah uh, Jason Wygant Jason Thomas uh, this has been presented by ThorMX thanks to the guys at ThorMX for doing it appreciate it the gear choice Martin Davalos runs Thor and wins heat races in Thor so go out and buy a set thanks guys thanks both of you two. and um, yeah we'll talk to you later
2: alright see you in Vegas see
1: ya
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show search pulp mx in the itunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the pulp mx app for your iphone for the complete pulp mx fix